The following podcast contains explicit language. Thank you for joining us again. This is Paul Wilson. And I'm Danny Voss. And you're listening to the Diesel Performance Podcast. What a great week we've had, huh, Danny? It's been busy. Cognito on recently. Uh, Nick Vasquez had a lot of fun with him. Uh, had Jacob White on recently. He's coming back again in the future. It's yeah. going to be a lot of fun. We're going to talk about Duramax Turbos number two. Uh, YouTube has just been blowing up again and again. We keep posting our vi- our podcast onto our Duramax Tuner YouTube channel. You guys are watching it and listening to it there. We really appreciate that. Keep those going. But don't forget about our Snapchat channel, Instagram. We're everywhere. Absolutely. Yeah, search for Duramax Tuner on any social media site we're on. You'll probably you find yeah. either Danny or myself running it. Um, in the future, we have a lot of drag racing coming up, and I'm really excited for it. Yeah, we're going to be interviewing Idaho Rob. Anthony Reams from XDP. Don't forget about him. Absolutely. Blown Smoke from up in Canada. Uh, that'll be Brian Spooner and uh, Jamie Stajanowski. And then the also- Clean Sweep. Clean Sweep. Danny, yeah. we're going to we're gonna put you up on the hot seat, huh? Yeah, that's awesome. It'll be like my first episode when I got to talk about how to buy a truck. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe we'll bring Nick down and me and Nick can interview you and we'll give you hell about it. There you go. Yeah. I like, I like it, that idea. Bring it on. This this is how we plan, people. Live and, <laughs> live and while you're, re- you're listening. Right. All right. Um- Diesel Power Challenge just finished up last week, huh? Yeah. What an amazing year. Uh, the UCC, DPC. Absolutely. Events are just going on all over, setting records, doing new stuff. So if you're not really into the challenges and the high horsepower stuff, the Diesel Power Challenge is basically a voter-picked challenge of drivers, right? So you get to build a truck. You post it in the magazine, and people vote on your truck to go to this challenge. Uh, so the challenge is pretty cool. It's broken down into some different events. Danny, you're going to cover the events for us, right? What, what's all involved in the Diesel Power Challenge? There's a few. You know, the UCC has drag racing, truck pulling, and the dyno event. But they have that at the Diesel Power Challenge. But they also do a few other cool things, I think. They do a eighth-mile trailer race. they got okay. a little, I think, a little bobcat on there. All right. They also do an obstacle course. So oh, cool. it comes down to the driver. Okay. Okay. So it's not just the truck, it's the driver and the truck. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right. I like that. A little twist. All right. It's been going on for a while, huh? XDP and Truck Trend uh, have been putting this together for a long time. I think this is a 12th or 13th. Uh, 12 or 13 years. Yeah. Yeah, over a decade. I know that. Right. I know that. So that's been really interesting. So one of the big shockers that I think our, our listeners will, will take note of here this year was. A six liter won it. Can oh, you believe man. that? A six liter power stroke. I, There's so much bad negativity, so many bad things to be said about six liters, but I think it's kind of awesome that a six liter was even in the competition, let alone won it. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to be eating crow after this episode because we do have the winner of Diesel Power Challenge 2016 on the line with us, Charlie Keeter. Charlie, how's it going today? It's going pretty good, man. How's it going with y'all? It's going great. Now that you're on the line, man, we're stoked. I couldn't wait to talk to you. Right. Damn, you won yeah. the Diesel Power Challenge with a six-liter. Congratulations. I appreciate it. Absolutely. My, my regrettable congratulations. I don't know if you've listened to the podcast before, Charlie, or if you could tell just off of this introduction, I am not much of a six-liter fan. Yeah, not a lot of people are, really. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. Well, I do want to say congratulations. Uh, I, I do just have a ton of respect for high-horsepower diesels, and I feel like you picked a platform that was just going to provide some unique challenges. But we always get started here on the show by asking you, Charlie, what got you into diesel performance? Well, 
I did really a quick, you know, a quick and easy, you know, a tune intake and exhaust. You know, you're making pretty decent power with a with a diesel, you know, versus a gasser. Yeah, I mean, the truck that I won the challenge with is the, is the first diesel truck I actually bought. What? And yeah, about four years ago. And it's just like, you know, you do a little bit here, a little bit there. It's never enough. You always want more. <laughs> that's awesome man that's awesome it's usually danny and i are used to these stories where like oh i got a 12 valve when i was 16 and i i beat on that and blew it up and then i did another truck and beat on that and blow. usually by the time we're interviewing somebody they're on their fourth or fifth or tenth truck it's so cool to hear somebody who, who followed through with a plan because right. we hear this plan all the time right mm, danny every day when you were selling trucks and even here at duramax sooner we hear guys all the time one day i'm going to make a thousand one day i'm going to make it and they very few do it's it's a lot of grit small percentage to stick to it yeah small percentage actually get to it um how did you get involved in the diesel power challenge if this is your first truck and just four years with it well i entered you know three years in a row the first year we made it in the magazine that it was a very simple build at the time uh i entered the second year didn't even make it into the magazine and Entered last year and got into the voting and, you know, social media. I run the truck at the track a lot. And social media helps out with, you know, promoting videos or, you know, getting votes and all that stuff. And, you know, I just kind of ran with it. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. The power yeah. of social media, Paul, right there. This is part of it. Podcasts, Snapchat, Instagram, everything. It's part of it. No doubt about it. Absolutely. So that's really cool. And you know, it's funny you say that, Charlie, because I searched your name on YouTube just to see if I could catch some videos, figured I would oh, see God. the diesel power challenge stuff. <laughs> but, but oh gosh. <laughs> so what I get is I get all sorts of different camera views of you at the track. I get all sorts of camera views of GoPros stuck onto the truck and every angle I could imagine all the way back to 2014. What track do you guys, do you race at usually? What's your hometown track? Uh, we go to Virginia Motorsports Park. It's a local quarter mile track. I really, the GoPros and all that stuff really, you know, the camera, we really didn't really start videoing of the truck, you know, until they started running, you know, low sevens in the eighth. Low sevens in the eighth, that's, that's cooking. Awesome, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it runs 640s on fuel now in the eighth, at like 107, 108. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of just gradually progressed. Okay, so you got a lot of seat time drag racing. I take it that's your sport of choice then. Oh, yeah. I've been drag racing one thing or another ever since I was old enough to get on a motorcycle or, you know, bicycle, whatever. We've been drag racing. <laughs> Every day is race day, Paul. I love that line. I've lived by that now. I, I've told my friends that race that, you know, and, and they love it too. Who doesn't love that? <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. Um so I guess it really comes down to getting into the build and then getting voted in. So you started to build up kind of a social media profile, and then you, you actually get accepted into the event. Is that right? Or you get voted into the event, I guess is a better way to phrase it, correct? Right. This, uh, the readers of Visa Power magazine, they send a, the particular magazine that's got a ballot in it every year. And, uh, you know, you got to buy the magazine and send the ballot in. Okay. Do you, you photocopy the ballot and just send in 10,000 of A photocopy is not allowed. Didn't you read the rules? I didn't. I you got to have an actual yeah. ballot. Yeah. 
got to have an act. Ooh, okay. They are specific about that. Very apparently. specific. They don't want anybody <laughs> cheating. Yeah, well, they, they want... want you to get that, uh, you know, pay that five, six dollars for that magazine. Exactly. <laughs> they didn't just fall off the turnip truck, Paul. They know how to sell their magazine. That's right. This is part of it. I like it. I like it. Okay. Okay. So, how do you build your truck for something like this? How do you take a six O from being what's let's just be honest, generally considered one of the least reliable platforms in the diesel market and turn it into something that makes a thousand horsepower and runs 640s in the eighth. Like, what did you do, man? Pardon the interruption. This is Nick with Calibrated Power Solutions. We're breaking new ground in the turbocharger market with our Stealth Series. The Stealth 64 is a perfect replacement for any stock turbocharger on any year Duramax. The 64mm compressor wheel adds at least 80 rear wheel horsepower on a stock fuel system while maintaining stock drivability and excellent spool-up. The Stealth 64 also helps maintain lower EGTs under heavy loads, especially useful for you guys pulling. If you're looking to upgrade or replace your stock turbocharger, Check out the Stealth 64. Perfect balance between power and drivability in a drop-in stock-appearing turbocharger. For more information, check out DuramaxTuner.com or give us a call at the office at 815-568-7920. That's 815-568-7920. Back to the podcast. I mean, it started out of always wanting to go faster, you know, more fuel, more air, and then I got to the point where I had enough injector to destroy a bottom end, and... (laughs) You know, I sprayed the piss out of it several times, and it finally, you know, bent a rod, and then, you know, it's either, like, sell the truck or, or go on and dive in and, and build the motor and try to do it right, and that's the path I took. And it's just been one thing after another every time. You know, people talk all the time about how nitrous destroys motors, but the way I hear it is nitrous inspires builds, right? Sure. I sprayed the piss oh, out of it until it broke, and then I built it. Isn't that the story? Yeah, it's the cheapest horsepower you can buy. <laughs> and then I built it, and then I'm spraying the piss out of it even more. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like I, I went to the uh, the triple triple turbo setup to uh, try to get away from the nitrous, and it's worked out really good, you know, getting away from the nitrous. Okay, so tell me about yeah. the triple turbo setup. What do you have? What's the size of the turbos? Uh, it's 2369s. Atmospheric turbos, and it's got a 468 in the valley. Oh, wow. So that's right over 1,000 horsepower? Yeah, on uh, the dyno. I'm not much of a dyno fan, regardless. I mean, I think they're tuning tools more than anything, but I Mm -hmm. think it made, at ATS, at Diesel Power Challenge, it was like 1120 and 1766 up there and the correction factor put it up to like 1397 and 2200 foot pounds that's huge that's no joke so so a correction factor for our newer listeners is basically a way to balance out dynos regardless of where you're at from sea level so as you go up in elevation there's less air that means that your truck will actually show a lower horsepower number. So the correction factor is applied to balance that out and give you an idea of what would your truck actually make at sea level Right. So the the assumption there being is they had the correction factor dialed in based on how much humidity is in the air and the barometric pressure and things like this. Um, And then so they're saying at sea level, your truck should make 1300 horsepower. And I'm sorry, you said 2100 foot pounds of torque. Was that right? 22. I didn't mean to rob you 100 foot pounds of torque. I'm sorry, Charlie. (laughs) But I just want to say, Paul, that was a, a perfect way to explain that. Yeah. Great way to explain that. Well, I explained it, so of course it was perfect, Danny. Uh, Moving forward, (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, so we got two S369s and an S468 in the Valley. We're, we're cranking 1,000 horsepower on fuel only, I assume, and then 1,300 with the spray, or as Danny calls it, on the jizz. That's right. Um, what about injectors, man? How big of injectors? You said you before the build, you had enough injector to melt down a piston or bend a rod. How big are the injectors now? Yeah, seven millimeter hybrid injector from Bullion Diesel. That's no joke. I mean, That's a big a, millimeter, huh? Yeah, they're they're relatively on the small side considering you know what's available now. But I kind of I've been running the same injector for a little over two years now, I think, and uh, you know it's enough fuel there to tear up a bunch of shit and. It'll make you, you know, it'll make you work with what you got before you try to go get any more out of them. You know what I mean? You betcha. Um, Talking about injectors, you know, obviously on your truck, we learned from the Hypermax episode that your injectors are fired off of oil pressure. So you got to have some kind of monstrous high pressure oil system on this thing. Can you explain what you did to this? Yeah, it's a in the valley, and obviously they weren't. You know, it's just like any a common rail setup. You know, you, obviously you're going to need the bigger injector you go. You're going to need more fuel. In our case, it's just more oil. And, uh, again, I'm running Jesse Warren uh, dual high-pressure oil pump. You know, and it holds a full injection pressure. Without injection pressure, you don't have, you know, you got a big turd, basically. <laughs> a <hot smoky> mess. <laughs> big smoky mess. <laughs> okay. Yep. So dual high pressure oil pumps, triple yep. turbos, seven millimeter injectors. What about the motor, man? Did you just wrap a girdle around the whole truck to keep the heads from lifting, or what do you do to keep this thing together? Oh, uh, it's got a set of Hypermax rods in it, a coat cam, uh, balance blueprinted, six twenty five head studs, O ring heads. I mean, it's nothing fancy. I'm not going to get into too many details because, I mean, like I said, it's nothing fancy. And just what we, we work with what we got and, you know, make it work is the main thing. I mean, what a cool concept. I think a lot of the other challenges that we see out there is really about throwing money at it. Right. Right. Guys are going triple yeah. turbo setups. And, it's and just... I'd like to say this, too. The UCC, hands down, badass diesel event. But I feel like diesel power challenge is more for the average Joe, you know, like myself, go to work. You know, no big, uh, you know, no shop truck type thing deal. You know, street truck, I'll say. No, absolutely. I I think that's a great point to draw here is as we saw the winners of the UCC and we saw the real top competitors at the UCC and even... Unfortunately, some of the guys at the bottom of that of that challenge, $100,000 minimum to throw at a truck to really be a, a top-end competitor without that competition. Here, I don't know what the price budget is, but it is great to see a lot of, like you said, Charlie, a lot of end users, a lot of street trucks, a lot of people who just had a passion for the sport, and they're not doing this to promote a company. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but they're doing the challenge just because they love doing it. And there's really no other motivation, I would imagine, for somebody in your shoes to do something like that. Uh, so that is that is absolutely awesome. Kudos to you guys for really taking your passion and and taking it to the next level with this competition. Uh, what did you do to prep for the competition? 
honestly, I didn't just I really didn't do anything. I built, <laughs> excuse me, I built the charter set up, uh, you know, over the winter, November, December last year, and you know, worked all the bugs out through the spring, and I really didn't change anything for the challenge except the oil, really. How about practicing driving? Did you practice any of the events? Were you out at the local drag strip with a trailer on trying to race it? Uh, no. I don't <laughs> ever put a trailer behind that truck, really. Not anymore. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I just, I've in my head, I, I imagined like it's somebody like you is just out at like a Walmart parking lot at 2 a.m. setting up cones, like, man, I really got to nail down this obstacle course. That's what you would do, Paul. Fuck yeah, I would. <laughs> I, would, I go to a challenge I don't practice for. What am I, Charlie Keeter? <laughs> Shows up, no practice, no big shot behind him. Right. A normal just, guy works, works at a chemical count. plant. Is that what you do, Charlie? Yeah. Yep. Gotcha. So just, I'll say I did. I mean, I've been back in trailers, you know. I wouldn't say I've done it for a living, but, you know, back in the boat in the river or working on the farm or, you know, just a trailer, just normal stuff. Just normal, normal guy stuff. Back. Yeah. I mean, I did hook a trailer behind the truck and run around the next neighborhood over and backed up into some cul-de-sacs and all that and raised hell over there one solid day before I went. But other than that, I really didn't do any, any practicing like talking about. Okay, okay, I hear you there. So... Leading up to the event, you had the event happen. I'm sure your friends, your family are all rooting for you. So the very last event, tell us what kind of pressure was on you. The last event was a sleigh pool, and I knew I had placed good throughout the event, but I hadn't. The only first first place I got was the eighth mile trailer tow and the quarter mile drag race. I had gotten second, second, second. In the first three events, oh, and wow. uh, I wasn't sure if I had enough to, you know, get the win overall. With so, but uh, I mean, I just went out as a sled pull, and it's not my thing. You know, it's, it's been probably three years since the truck took to a sled, and it was you know 550 horsepower in. <laughs> Have you truck pulled much or? I mean, that's the only thing you could do. The track was hard as hell, dusty. Yeah. I mean, have you been a big truck pulling guy previously to this event? No. I like drag racing for my thing. Right. Okay. So so you line up. You're not really sure where you sit because they don't update the status, right? So they, there's not like a point where you know, oh, I need eight points to win this competition. No, they kind of kept us in the blind. You know, we can kind of hand calculate, try to keep up with where everybody's placed and hand calculate, you know, each event. You got an idea. Right. I had an idea I was in first, but I wasn't sure how far, you know, exactly what I needed to do to seal the deal. Man, I just I just imagine rolling up. Like, we talk about sled pulling and drag, and drag racing a lot, Danny and I, because Danny grew up next to a drag strip, and I've grown up in the Midwest and we're around a lot of sled pulling as, as well as Danny. And, Drag racing is so much more fun as a spectator to go and watch, in my opinion. It, it really is. There's a lot of excitement. There's a, there's a fast trucks. There's high numbers. There's low times. There's raw power on display in a very clear manner. Sled pulling, you really got to know more about sled pulling. 
to be a passionate fan about it. You got to really understand how hard is it for a truck to work as that load is moving on it. You got to really understand that there's a huge difference between 290 feet and 310 feet. It only looks like 20 feet, but that's a night and day. That's com- a competitor yeah, that's to a joke. <laughs> right, right. So I just yeah. imagine that for a driver, though, drivers will always tell us that sled pulling is much more exciting. There's a crowd around. There's announcing going on. There's pressure. You're sitting in the cab. You're at a perfect standstill. There's no light to push you. You got to decide when you're ready to go. You're not. You're not inching against somebody else. Nobody else makes that decision for you with sled pulling. It's all about you and how you feel. And so. Guys tend to build up a lot more pressure, and then knowing all of that, this could come down to make it or break it to win the DPC. After three years of trying to get in, I think it sounds like there was a lot of pressure to win right. that event. Yeah, I felt like going in the event. You know, I had a solid truck. I knew I know the truck, you know, pretty good, top to bottom. You know, know how it responds, which altitude changes a lot of the response up there, but just being comfortable in your truck and knowing your truck is a big thing. I think up there having some seat time. So Arvada, is that how you say Colorado, where the diesel power challenge is located, is a certain elevation. What is where are you? What are you at in Virginia versus uh, Colorado there? Sea level. So yeah. you're at you know a couple hundred feet versus what oh, four thousand? A couple thousand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to yeah, say that they're at twenty four hundred or fifty six hundred. No. Uh, the lowest point of elevation, I think, was 5,300 the entire week. Hmm. That's a huge yeah, and the, difference. I remember when we were at the track that day, they calculated uh, whatever you call it. They had it calculated. It was it swung up to close to 9,000 feet a few times that day. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is a long day, huh? Yeah. It was hot. Man, it was hot. <laughs> What was the hardest part of the diesel performance, or I'm sorry, the diesel power challenge for you? Uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't really say anything was harder than the other. The nerves get, you know, your nerves get to you on certain things, like the dyno. You know, I had never had the truck on the dyno since, I don't know, it's probably been three years since I've been on the dyno. And, oh, wow. You hmm. know, I had my nerves in a bunch over that, <laughs> just because... You know, I'd never done it before. I wasn't sure what kind of numbers it was going to put up. Right. So to you, what was the easiest part of this event? What was the most fun for you? The drag racing. I mean, that's just my, that's just what I do. <laughs> yeah. I like that. That's just what I do. Of course, right. I would drag race. I'm from I tr- Virginia. Yeah, yeah, I tree people all day. <laughs> and actually, I mean, there, there was a couple trucks that I felt you know, I need to look out for on the, you know, as far as ET at the quarter mile. But a lot of times if I know I could outrun somebody, I'll, I'll, you know, make sure I see the green bug before I take off just so I don't beat myself. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's smart. That. I've beat myself in drag racing, whether it's at the light or at the stripe, so many times. You can really kill it right there. Yeah. Just ruin it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, a, yeah. It, it's one of those, it's, it's either you're celebrating or you're cursing, right? There, there's nobody who just gets done drag racing like, that was mediocre. Yeah, whatever. No, no. You either you, you loved it and it was fucking awesome or you just want to punch a wall. 
That's that's just yeah. how drag racing goes, right? Okay. How about competitors? You, you had mentioned there was a few people you know you need to look out for. Was there any any of your competitors you want to give a shout out to? Somebody that maybe you were like, man, I really thought they had me, or I I was worried about them, but you know, obviously you won. But anybody you want to give a shout out to for your competitors? I mean, all of them, really. I mean, everybody. You kind of get a feel for everybody throughout the end of the day. You know, the first the first dyno day, I'm not gonna you know, single anybody out, but there were a few, a few stout trucks, uh, you know, as far as horsepower and torque numbers go that, you know, you figured, you know, you better look out for them on the drag strip. And I will say that the whole challenge is really not based off, you know, I got a thousand horsepower truck. It's got a lot to do with driver ability, comfort in your truck, you know, no one, I don't know how to explain it. You know, it's more, it's a mental, it's a mental game also, really. Oh, for sure. It's going to test Strategy. your mental toughness, for sure. Being away from your family, your work, you're in the middle of nowhere, you don't know anybody, and you got your truck and your crew. That's it. Who'd you bring yeah. down for crew members, Charlie? Uh, my buddy Drew, uh, Drew Burkhead. Henry Scott, they helped me out. They're local here. They live close by. They helped me out with their truck a whole lot. Without them, too, you know, there's countless hours renting on something like this. Without them, too, it wouldn't be, you know, without the help there, it definitely wouldn't be possible. And I had Jesse Warren, my injector builder. He was on the crew also. And he's been a big help because he was in it last year. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Winning the event. It's obviously a huge sigh of relief saying I finally did it. But what did you actually win? Did they give you obviously a trophy? Did they give you sponsorship? What did you receive other than just bragging rights? Uh we got a big trophy. Uh you got several several gift cards, you know, towards diesel performance part. But bragging rights, I guess you could say was the you know, the biggest part of it. No money can buy that that title you know what i mean absolutely what do you mean what do you want he won bragging rights what the fuck else do you want danny well you know did you get a sponsor <laughs> from a large company did they are they going to feature you in a magazine are well, you i mean what, what what's i want to know the you whole want, package you want a spot on the podcast there there you go man that's <laughs> priceless right that's awesome paul How'd it feel to win, man? Like, I, I just, I'd imagine after, like you said, countless hours, you dragged your friends into it, you got your injector build on it. I mean, it's just, there's so much that goes into building a thousand horsepower Duramax or a thousand horsepower Cummins. I'd imagine it's twice as hard to, twice as frustrating to build a thousand horsepower 6.0. Um, how'd it feel to win, man? Was it just a, a sigh of relief or does this spur you on for the next challenge? I mean, it's kind of. You know, it's hard to believe, really. I felt like I had a competitive truck going in. If I just did my thing and the truck didn't break, I mean, I figured we'd place in the top three. But to actually come through with a win, it's just, I still don't think it's actually set in yet. (laughs) (laughs) You're going back next year then, correct? Yeah, we're going to go back to that again. As long as, you know, I'm willing and able and everything's still good around home. Well, hopefully they're definitely they, going back. Yeah, they better roll out the red carpet for you when you come back. <laughs> oh, no, I don't want that special treatment. 
You deserve it. <laughs> now, see, the problem with going back is you know you're going to have a big old target on your back now. Now everybody's gunning for you, right? That's fine. I like competition. Just, just remember, if you win twice, you're not allowed to, you know, you're not allowed back third time. You yeah, you no three peats at the yeah. Diesel Power Challenge. That's a rule. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd be badass if I could win it twice. I was gonna you say, know, what I, a problem to have, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Levon was them. You know, he he showed himself throughout anything. He can adapt, and you know, he's a competitor. Absolutely. How about you, man? Yep. What, what other plans do you have for the future with the truck? Just keep it together. I'm not, <laughs> I mean, that's it, really. It still is I'm a 6 old Paul. Get, you know, I'm not going to try to make any more power with it or do anything crazy. I think it's at a good point. It makes good power. I can still, you know, drive it to town if I want to. You know, I can do whatever with the truck and, you know, reliability. Reliability is always an issue, but I think it's at a good point between, you know, becoming a really big headache. That's so cool to hear. You know, we talk to a lot of guys, and their plans are always, oh, I'm going to go crush every dyno, or oh, I'm going to go crush everybody, or whatever their plans are. I like the idea, like, I'm just going to keep it together. I'm really happy with where it's at right now. I'm going to drive it, and we'll see what happens. It's a it's a good way to yeah, handle it, I think. I would like to get a, a nine-second quarter mile pass out of it this year. I'm right there at it now. It's been running 10 pretty consistent. I just got to have that perfect 60 foot and, you know, carry the whole pass out perfect. Ooh, Danny's whispering driver mod to me over here, Charlie. He says you don't know how to launch it. <laughs> I did not. I did not. I'm doing everything I can do. <laughs> I love that. Charlie, uh, I'd imagine we reached out to you the day after you won the challenge. I'd imagine there's other people probably with six O's that are going to want to have a ton of questions about how they can get to 1,000 horsepower and just in general kind of touch base with you and uh, get a hold of you and say congrats. How can people reach you? I don't. I don't have. You don't check Facebook. You you don't want want to give out your cell. Let's give out your cell phone number on the podcast. Only like five thousand people listen no. to this a week. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why don't you give out your number, Paul? That's absolutely so. Yeah, let's do that. So actually, no, 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 we do. At, at, well, we yeah, do that at problem. the end so of every if show. If you that's have not questions fair. for Charlie Keeter, I'll play broker here. Okay. So if I feel your question is good enough to go. go to the winner of the Diesel Power Challenge 2016. Then I'll reach out to Charlie for you. And you can reach me at any time at 815-568-7920, extension 2122, 9 to 5, Monday through Friday, because that's that's my work number. So you can always call me there. Wow. Well, that's awesome. There you go, Charlie. You got backup. You got guys, uh, you know, screening your calls for you. Professional answering service provided by Paul Wilson. Absolutely. That's what I'm offering for the winner of the Diesel Power Challenge. It's pretty awesome of you. <laughs> Charlie, thank you so much for joining us on the yeah, show today. You've been we really a great appreciate guest. it. You've been a really cool guy, very humble, down to earth, and you have proven that you are just a normal person that won. All right, fellas. I appreciate it. I appreciate the opportunity. Not a problem at all. Have a great day, Charlie. This has been Paul Wilson. And I'm Danny Voss. Thanks for listening. The Diesel Performance Podcast is brought to you by Calibrated Power Solutions, home of DuramaxTuner.com, developer of performance engine and transmission calibrations for a wide variety of late model diesel powertrains, including the Duramax, Cummins, Jeep, John Deere, and many more. For more information, check out CalibratedPower.com or call 815-568-7920. That's 815-568-7920. 
You can also contact the hosts of the Diesel Performance Podcast. Paul Wilson can be reached at extension 2122. His email is paul at duramaxtuner.com. For Danny Voss, dial extension 2124. His email is danny at calibratedpower.com. <laughs> Every day is race day, Paul. I love that line. I've lived by that now. I, I've told my friends that race that, you know, and, and they love it too. Who doesn't love that?